This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries. I am based in Bentonville, Arkansas, and uh, I am using our uh, great Zoom technology to connect with one of our regional directors who's going to be my my special guest today. So I'd like you to meet Henry Schaefer out in Tehachapi, California. Welcome, Henry. Hey, thank you, Brian. Yeah, so uh, we've been doing the journey. We call this the Journey Podcast Series because we've been going through every session that's in the journey and and taking a little time to have our leaders talk about, reflect on what they think about this particular topic. And so uh, I put the list out there and Henry, you, you actually chose this, this topic that we're going to talk about today, which is the gifts of the spirit. Um, And and we've been talking about who the Holy spirit is talking about filling of the spirit. And then now we're going to be talking about how that relates to the gifts of the spirit. But before we do that, um, Hey, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself and uh, your you know, about your your big family there and Tehachapi. Tehachapi is a I don't know if you would say Tehachapi is a suburb of Bakersfield, but about an hour away, right? Um, no, we're 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 completely independent, Brian. You know, okay. so no well, connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Tehachapi is in Kern County, along with Bakersfield. Bakersfield being the big city and in kind of the you know the regional headquarters for influencers is in Bakersfield, and I live you know thirty miles away. And uh, I grew up in LA as a kid until I was eleven, and you know my parents divorced, and and I moved up here to the country with my dad. Enormous culture shock, moving from you know a city of fifteen million to a town of fifteen thousand. You know, Tehachapi's grown since then, but, uh, man, it is a ri- it's rich soil to grow a family in. And so I got, uh, met my wife in 2002, Colleen, uh, we got married in 2000, 2004. And I have four amazing kids. I got Abraham who's 17 last year of high school, preparing him to launch. Uh, Mateo is a freshman. Uh, I have Apollos uh, who's in sixth grade, just started junior high. And I've got Maggie whose birthday it is today. She just turned 10. Wow. Happy birthday, Maggie. All right. Yeah. yeah, That's my quiver right there, Brian. Oh, well, when we, we got to spend time with you guys at Hume Lake, one of your favorite spots up in Northern California and, and, uh, just love your family. Great, great family. So much, so much fun and, uh, good, good kids and, and, uh, and a great wife too. So man, love you guys. Yeah. I had a, had a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Well tell, so tell them, uh, how'd you, how'd you ever find out about influencers up there in the country? Yeah. Yes. So, uh, man, I I got saved in 2002 at a men's retreat in San Diego, the rock and my life radically changed. And and I came back home to my little town attached me and and proposed that we start a Bible study. And everybody who knew me is like, that's a terrible idea. Henry, you don't know the first thing about the Bible, but nonetheless, somehow I convinced him into doing that. And this process continued and this community formed and, and, and through this community of believers, uh, man, we, we started to do men's ministry, not just for our church, but for the city of Tatchby. And, and then there was tons of Tatchby people that moved to Bakersfield. And so that men's ministry kind of spoke out 
out into Bakersfield and we're doing, you know, small groups for Tatchby people that lived in Bakersfield, but it was like totally unsustainable to drive down and to do that. So we looked for a men's ministry to partner with in Bakersfield, you know, because uh, we had all these people that lived in Bakersfield. And, and uh, so one of the guys suggested a, a men's ministry at the bridge church that met Friday mornings at six. And so we decided to go and we get up early in the morning and we go to this thing and I go to the front door and this guy that I knew uh, Ben McKnight's like, Henry, what are you doing here? And uh, Ben had heard the story that I had liquidated my hardware store of 23 years to step into ministry full time. And it was a rough transition. And, and Ben, uh, whose son lives in Tehachapi and married my wife's cousin, that was the connection, said, hey, I got this guy, Les Piercy, you got to meet him. He's doing what you want to do. And I'm like, you know, so he introduced me to Les and I just, you know, I liquidated my business. I had the right heart and the right motives, but I had no idea what I'm doing. And in a rare moment of like honesty and transparency, I, I meet this guy, Les Piercy, who's running this men's ministry. And I'm like, man, Les, I, I have the heart and I stepped out in faith. I don't know what I'm doing. Would you mentor me? I like, I've never asked anybody to do that. And my entire, I, you just don't ask for help. And, but in a moment of honesty, I asked that and he's like, you bet. And he invited me to his house where he was mentoring other leaders. And I started this process of being mentored by Les and being introduced to the journey and all the outreach events that they do. And it's, that was almost four years ago. And uh, so a year and a half ago, I, um, man, I, I, I became a staff. I came on staff with influencers of Bakersfield and, uh, you know, kind of have stepped into that role of regional director and, you know, Brian, the rest is sort of history. Well, and I, I think I was in town uh, during the very first group in Tehachapi and I got, I was That's in right. Bakersfield and then we, we drove up, got up extra early to get to <laughs> Tehachapi by six or whatever it was, you know, six thirty, yes. whatever it was. And, uh, and saw like 20 some guys around a table and uh, it was a big yeah. journey group. And, uh, and then that's now spawned a couple of years later, that spawned multiple times over, you know, I think so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. That is so cool. Yeah. And yeah. And you, you're part of all the, all the stuff they do down there, the big events they do and solely business and romance weekends and, and Tehachapi's M24. even hosted some of that stuff. Yeah. M24. Yeah. 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 It's really cool. Really cool. So, um, and you get, you guys have a website, you have your own website, influencersbakersfield.org, right? So if, yep. um, if anybody wanted to kind of learn more about what you guys do, how you do it in Bakersfield, that's where a good place to go, I think. So yeah, for sure. Cool. All right. Well, um, all right. So let's get to our topic. Um, so why did you why did you want to talk about the gifts of the spirit? Why did that topic strike you in, in particular? Oh man, I've just uh, you know, I for me it's like one of the most dynamic parts of the of the journey process. It's like you're you're taking in groups of men and, and from all different backgrounds and and you're walking through this process with them and and there's this moment of like I, I feel like in the spiritual gift assessment, really, like where people start to really recognize that there is a purpose and a plan for their life and they start to come to terms with their identity. Like, you know, these spiritual gifts are kind of rooted in their identities in Christ and these new creations are being formed and they're for the first time, like, you know, you're like, what's your spiritual gift? Well, I don't know. You know, that's a common answer, but this intentional process of discipleship really presses people. Like God has given you a gift in Christ that is going to be, you know, empowered through his spirit. And someday you're going to be called to task. You're going to stand before the throne of God. And he's going to ask you, what did you do with what I've given you? And I don't want any of the people that I know to be like, I have no idea what I was given and I don't know what I was entrusted with. And therefore I'm like the guy who buried my talent in the sand. So I love this process of people really recognizing their spiritual gifts, being affirmed by other men in the group 
you know, and recognizing the gifts of the callings that God has given men and, and starting the process of letting the spirit empower them to use that for the edification of the church. So for me, it's like one of the most dynamic parts of the process. So, so for somebody out there who, who maybe is, doesn't still doesn't understand what the spiritual gifts are, explain, explain what your interpretation of the spiritual gifts are. Okay, I got a good picture. When when I was first saved, uh, you know, I'm a new believer, and you know, uh, Hank's a hustler, right? So I have all these these natural like uh, uh, talents. You know, like some people have physical strength, they have charisma, they have personality, they've got intellect. You got these natural talents that you're born with. The Bible says, uh, you know, the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. You just have them. You know what I mean? And you can use them for your benefit. Or you can use them for God's benefit. Um, and so I, I I started running youth ministry out of our house. And, you know, Colleen was cooking tacos and we're doing worship and we're gathering kids and we're having fun and it's wild. And there's all kinds of activity going on and it's a little exhausting. And God's like, I'm not interested in what you can do with your talent. Uh, Because if you're, if you're honest of what's going on at your house, there's a lot of leaves, but there's no fruit on the vine, son. I'm not interested in what you can do. I'm not interested in your abilities and your talents because your talents produce thistle, you know, and it's like a, 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 like a farmer who plants a vineyard and he's got these beautiful leaves and vines, but there's no fruit on the vine. Like that's, that's Mm. not what God is interested in. He wants fruit. And in order Mm. for there to be fruit from our lives, the spirit has to be working through us in our spiritual gifting, you know what I mean? For the purposes and the plans that God has. And so that's when God kind of like, yeah, you can do a lot with your talent, but it doesn't produce fruit. That's eternal. And I'm I'm not interested in what you can do, Henry, and what you've done got you this far in life. And you know what I mean? And you're in a place where you you want something different, you know, so that that's kind of how I've understood the difference between our talent and our spiritual gifting. Yeah. And and you're bringing up a point that, uh, you know, we all have certain things that we're good at, you know, and that could be the talents like you're talking about. And I think that in the manual, it says talents are for man's glory, whereas spiritual gifts are for God's glory. You know, and so not that he couldn't use your talent for his glory, but, you know, but generally speaking, talents are more about us. And then the, and then the gifts are more about him, you know, and what he wants to do through you. Right. And so sometimes he'll give you a gift. that's like, uh, it's obviously it's unnatural, you know, because it's supernatural and uh, it, it might be behind the scenes or it might be something that you wouldn't choose for yourself necessarily, you know, so. Yeah. And I think a big part of it is what's fueling it. Is it your energy and your strength and your ability, or is it the spirit of God functioning through you? Yeah. You know, so I think a fuel is a big part of it. What's, what's driving what's behind it. And then what, what is it producing? Is it producing leaves or is it producing spiritual fruit? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and in, um, so in first Corinthians 12, it's talking all about the gifts and it starts naming Paul's teaching about the gifts and he's teaching all these naming a lot of the gifts and we can talk about some of them just to give them examples. But, but at the very end of it, he says, but eagerly desire the greater gifts. And then he says, let me show you the most excellent way. And then that's, it's a segue into first Corinthians 13, which is the love chapter. And so this is, this is the, this is a hook that's very important that Rocky discovered, or I don't know if he just, the Holy Spirit showed it to him that the greater gifts are those empowered by love. So, so this is the idea that, we talk about abiding in Christ leads to the fruit of the spirit, which you're talking about the fruit. And then the fruit of the spirit leads to fruits of, of, uh, I mean, the fruit of the spirit's like transformation. And then that leads to the fruit of the harvest. Right. But, but the fruit being like love and joy that also empowers our spiritual gifts 
And so, because right. Paul said, he desi- the greater gifts are those basically that are empowered by the fruit of the spirit. So, right. uh, so here we go. And so now it's like something way beyond ourselves. It's way beyond something we would choose. So, and I think that's a good distinction too, because I think there's a lot of people like, well, I'm doing good things and I'm serving in the thing and I'm doing all of these right things. But if you have not love, you're just a clanging symbol. And like when Jesus said, you know, depart from me for I never knew you, but we did all of the things and we did all of the stuff and we checked the boxes and we were righteous in our own eyes, but, but you didn't do it out of love. Therefore you didn't know me. Mm-hmm. And it's so mm-hmm. super important that like, man, we're not just doing things to be dynamic or to be producers that we're doing it out of this loving relationship with Christ. And, and when that happens, there's this amazing fruitfulness that is abounding like a cornucopia of fruit from our lives because mm-hmm. we're rooted in love and without the love, it's, it's a worthless, you know, endeavor. Yeah. And that's probably why Jesus in John 15 says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Abide in me and you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And, and it's like, what he's saying is you can do nothing of eternal value. You know, you right. can do some stuff, you can do some stuff, you know, and, but it won't, it won't be of eternal value. You know, right, it might look right. flashy for a moment or something, but uh, so, um, so, you know, talk about some of the, some of the spiritual gifts. Like why don't you t- tell them maybe what your, a few of your top gifts are maybe for starters. Yeah, it- and it's interesting too, like, uh, you know, as you take the assessment for yourself, you kind of, ha- you know, you answer the questions and it's a pretty amazing uh, process. But for me, it's, you know, it's, it's always rooted in, in their people gifts. It's a, it's um, encouragement, hospitality, and evangelism. Those are, those are my top three, you know, below that there's, you know, a- apostolic, you know, starting something from nothing and, and leadership. And, but, but the main three are, are people gifts. God's given me a heart for people. Right. And I had to come to terms with that's my identity. And it's manifest in creating spaces in my home or creating spaces in my life to to welcome people, uh, to to speak Jesus over people, to see uh, who people are in Christ and to speak that over them. Encouragement, you know, evangelism, always reaching out and 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 going out of my way to invite somebody into community. Right. And uh, and that, so my identity is God's given me a heart for his people. It's expressed through these ways. And 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 at the end of the days, I'm going to be measured by what I've done with what I've given. And, and I know exactly what God gave me. He gave me his heart for people. And he's going to say, Henry, what did you do with that heart? Like, man, Lord, I oriented my life around loving people. I sold everything I had so that I could welcome and love people and, and introduce them to you. You know, so for me, the spiritual gifting is really rooted in our identities in Christ. Do you, let me ask you this. Do you, do you see a connection that the more you're abiding in Christ, the more you feel like your gifts flow more flow more easily or naturally, or you're more in the spirit. Yo, Do you see dude. a connection there? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's our flesh that resists. Like, I don't want to give up all that I have to love your people. It's always the flesh that's resisting the spirit of God for working, you know, like authentically and, and, and transparently through us. So as, as we're growing in Christ and that nature dies, then there's nothing that impedes the spirit of God to work, you know, in, in powerful ways where, you know, it is our flesh that's like, I don't want to sacrifice myself for others. I want mm-hmm. to provide for myself. I want to protect myself. And so, yeah, I think that process of growing in Christ is um, exponentially allows the spirit of God to work and function through your, through you. Did you, did you understand spiritual gifts before you went through the journey? For sure. 
For sure. I, I did. And, 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 um, I, I went through a process of an identity crisis, you know, cause I thought like, well, I'm supposed to be, my identity is to be a rich, successful businessman. And I'm to use all of my gifts and talents for that. end. you know, that you hit a brick wall at some point, like, man, I'm not getting to where I want to be. What's the problem? Well, the problem is that you don't know who you are. You have the wrong uh, perception of who, what your identity is. And, and so God had to reorient me in, in my identity in Christ. And God's like, I gave you my heart for people that's who you are. And, and the measuring rod of success for you is not financial, but an impact. And he gave mm-hmm. me a vision of what that impact looks like. So God went, took me through this whole process of an identity and rooted me in his identity. And I think therefore it made me uh, 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 much more able to walk people through this process of spiritual gifting. Cause I had kind of walked through it already, but the, the, the process and the journey is just like, it's an incredible process to help people find their identity in Christ. Well, and what, what you're describing when you talk about what he had to do in you sounds to me like, you know, we talk about in abiding, what's wrapped up in that is discipline, pruning, sifting. He's got to like refine you down, you know, and show you things in your heart that, that are getting in the way, hindrances, getting in the way of, of his spirit, being able to flow through you. So this is where I think we get into that abiding, leading to fruit, leading to spiritual gifts, don't you think? Oh, t- totally. And I man, a quick story, like before I was a follower of Christ, 24 years old, I'm dating a girl and she wants to go to church. And in my arrogance, I'm like, I'll go to church. I'm a good guy, you know, but I've never been to really a church. I, I knew nothing about Jesus. And I get to the church and sure enough, the pastor's teaching on John 15. And he says, the branches that don't produce fruit, I cut off, I pile them, they wither, and then they burn in the fire. And in my, in my spirit, the spirit of God made me recognize I'm one of those unfruitful branches. I don't know how he did it. And I mm-hmm. remember panicking like, Lord, I discerned that that's true. I'm an unfruitful branch, but please don't cut me off because someday I'm going to produce fruit. And I remember mm-hmm. just this fear and this panic at 24 years old. And here I am 22 years later, like, wow, God, you, you did that in me. And you started, you planted a seed in me at 24 years old through John 15. Mm. Mm, that is powerful. That is powerful. I, you know, I, before I did the journey, I was at a promise keeper event in Dallas and, uh, and, uh, I was reading a little book called secrets of the vine and, uh, it written by Bruce Wilkinson. He had written prayer of Jabez, which had been crazily popular. And this, this was his follow-up book anyway. So I'm at this conference and, uh, Ed Cole was supposed to be one of the the speakers and Ed, Ed was like the father of men's ministry, you know, and he was, he was falling ill. And so he had to cancel and they brought in Bruce Wilkinson as the pinch hitter or whatever. And he's right. speaking about secrets of the vine, you know, wow. as I'm reading it. And, yeah. and this is pre pre journey for me, but, um, but it was really powerful for me to think about the same thing that you were thinking about. Like, cause, cause he had, he had every man, he said, stand up if you're bearing no fruit. Ooh, and I, ooh. and and this is a, this is a big arena. I thought no one's going to stand up and admit <laughs> that, but I mean, thousands of men stood up and right. they're, bearing, they're, they're Christians, but they're bearing no fruit for Whoa. the king. And then he had, and then he said, he described the next group of guys, Hey, you, you're bearing some fruit and, and, you know, another group of guys. And then at that point in my life, I had done a lot and I felt like I was doing pretty good, you know? So I was in this last category, you know, that, that he thought he's, you know, trying to do even more work in you. And I was about to stand up and he said, this last group of guys, I want you to get on your knees. Ooh. And, 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 and he got on our knees and it was just kind of like, he had the guys around you put, put his hands on it. And, wow. and it's the idea that maximum fruit production is going to take a lot of crucifixion of your flesh and, and a lot of sacrifice. Oh. And, you know, and I had no idea what God was getting you ready for, you what know, you were signing up for. <laughs> yeah. If you knew yeah. then, but you knew now you were like, I know. Oh, maybe not. 
<laughs> yeah. So there was a lot of things that happened after that that uh, got me ready. But anyway, hey, well, I want to um, talk about one other yeah, thing. Like yeah. as we're talking about like identifying our spiritual gift and that spiritual gift assessment in, in the journey process, you know, and there's you know these these uh, exploration and experimentation of finding out what your gifts are. But there's this mm-hmm. third part of confirmation. You know, and I, my father-in-law, you know, kind of gave this analogy when you're trying to figure out what your spiritual gifts are. Like, what are the fruits that people pick off your? If you were a tree. What are the fruits that people pick off your tree? Are people always calling you because you're helpful or people calling you because you're, you, your design or your, your leadership, they're asking for counsel or for wisdom. And so there's a part of this process of figuring out what your spiritual gifts are when looking at your lives. Like what is the fruit that people are drawing from our lives? And I say that because my, my, my wife took the spiritual gift assessment for me and she answered the questions for me and her answers mm-hmm. of my spiritual gift are different than mine, right? Encouragement, of course, is at the top leadership a hospitality shepherding, mm. you know? And so it's almost saying these, you know what I mean? And so like in Proverbs, we're reading today, like, you know, uh, a, a man's right in his own eyes, right. But the Lord weighs the heart. You know what I mean? So we have these concepts or who we are, but that's not the complete story because there's this community that also helps us inform us of who we are and what our identity is and what our gifts are. It's not just what we think. We're not independent creatures that just live on our own. We're a part of a community and the community is drawing from us. And so we really have to pay attention to, to, to the affirmation and the confirmation of our wives, uh, you know, mm-hmm. our spouses and the people around us to, to get a fuller understanding of who we are and what our spiritual gifts are. Yeah. And, and the deal is there's only one Holy Spirit and the same Holy Spirit lives in me that lives in you. And so, so he allows us to have that confirmation and, and, you know, we can check ourselves by asking other people, you know, about things in our life because they have the same Holy Spirit and, it, right. and, and because the devil will masquerade like the Holy Spirit sometimes and get us way off course. So it, we need other believers to help us bring us back to the center sometimes, you know? So yeah, so and yeah I, that's, and I, that's a big deal. Yeah. And I love the process in the journey group, you know, guys are getting to know each other and having people affirm one another, like, okay, Mm -hmm. uh, Eddie told us what his spiritual gifts are. Jason, what have you seen in Eddie? Hey, Sean, tell us about what you've seen in that process, affirming and confirming gifts. Some men have never been affirmed by another man. They've never been confirmed and identified and value and talented and gifted, you know, so it's a powerful moment as well. Oh yeah, that that it's huge. It is huge. And and you mentioned exploration is is one another way that you figure out your spiritual gifts. And I, I just want to point out that uh the passages that where you can find uh information about the spiritual gifts are primarily in Romans 12, 1 through 8, First yep. Corinthians 12, and Ephesians 4, where they're actually listed. Yep. And so so we would encourage people to to journal through those verses and then look at some of those gifts and then and start trying to ask the Lord which gifts you have, you know, that's kind of exploration or using our gift assessment that we have as another form of exploration, if you will. Um, and we'll get into that next on our next podcast, talking about kind of the, how that assessment works and all that kind of stuff. But uh, uh, the other one was experimentation. So what do you think about that? Uh, how does someone experiment to see if they've got a spiritual gift? Yeah. I mean, you, 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 you do that. You know what I mean? You're like, Hey, we need help with Sunday school. I don't really want to, I'll give it a go. You know, cause you just don't ever know if that, Hey, we need volunteers for the thing and the thing. And so sometimes you got to kind of stick your neck out a little bit and you know what I mean? You know, cause God can't steer park cars, you know, the car's got to be in motion for God to steer. And so sometimes it, it's a process of exploration. Like, look, something just triggered me and I'm going to do the, I'm going to do the mission, you know, the mission, you know, um, in Mexico to build houses. And maybe there's something for me there, or, Hey, I'm going to go to the men's retreat or they asked me to help on the coffee team. It's so, you know, so you got to kind of stick your neck out sometimes. 
and explore so that God can kind of help give you better understanding of who you are. If you're too afraid to give it a go or you're insecure or whatever, that's of the flesh. And that's, a, and, it, and it makes the process much harder if you're not willing to open yourself up to God and let him lead you into different things and let you try different things so that you could figure out what your gifting is and who you are better. So exploration is a huge part of it. Another thing I wanted to just talk about a little bit is um, the perceived hierarchy of gifts. You know, a lot of people think that some gifts are better than another and you know, all that. And what, what do you, what do you make of all that? Oh man, I, I think it's super, uh, that concept is super evident in, you know, kind of traditional church structures where you got the pastor, the associate pastor, the worship leader, and then the, you know, the youth pastor and everybody else's gifts is like way down, you know, and like those are the gifts, or maybe we could be a missionary, but I, I don't think that's what scripture tells us. You know, the, the scripture talks about, we are the body of Christ. And although one body, many members and every member is super important when one part is missing, the body feels it. when one part is hurting the whole body, you know, it just talks about this interconnectedness of the body of Christ and of the gifts. And it's like, man, we, we, we prioritize the things that are behind the scenes and we deprioritize the things that are seen because they don't need any more attention to flatten out the curve and, and, and remind everybody that they were equally important, that the scale is flat. It's not hierarchical. It's not, you know, that the value system is flat and that we all have value. We all have purpose. And really what's important is that that gifting is fueled with the love of Jesus and it's, and it's giving it of itself for the benefits of others without expecting anything in return. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I, I can totally see that hierarchical notion. I mean, our, uh, uh, capitalistic culture is stratified, you know, from the top down, you know, but, but the church is not the church structure is flat. You know, yeah, and I think First Corinthians twelve even talks about um, he's co he's comparing spiritual gifts to a body and all the different parts of the body. You know, and he says yeah. the ones that are let are are hidden are even deserve they deserve greater honor. Even the ones that are behind them, you don't even see them. You right, know, right? And and you think about a, a like your spleen, or you know, you think about a part of your body <laughs> that you don't see, but if it's not there, you're gonna feel. You know, there's gonna be a problem, you know. Um, right, right. Your intestines. You're like, oh, that's gross. I'm like, well, you can't live without them. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. That's right. But we do. We t we tend to focus on the bigger gifts. And I and I always have to tell you know, there's always a, a little bit of gift envy sometimes. People are like, oh, I wish I had that gift, or you know. And you're like, no, just, just, or I'm going to work on, I'm going to work on it to get that gift. I'm going to work harder to get that gift. You're like, right. no, it's a gift. You know, you don't, you can't work to get it. You can ask, you can ask God, the Holy Spirit, you know, but, but uh, it's not like we just need to learn to be happy in who he made us. Right. And what he's given us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny too, because like, you know, you do the thing and you're the regional director of this thing for influencers, but leadership isn't in your top five. Like, what kind of leader are you? You know, you're uh -huh. like, no, that's not, how, that's not how it works. Yeah. Totally yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, personally for me, I think leadership can be like one of those things you were talking about. It can be a talent, you know, it can be, you could be good yeah. at leadership and you can, people can actually follow you even, but it, but that's different than the kind of spiritual leadership. I think it's a different kind of deal. So. Right. Uh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and then there's also gifts versus roles. We talk about a little bit. So, uh, you know, talking about, I guess that, uh, for example, the gift of evangelism is a spiritual gift and you probably, and you said you even have it, you, you have that gift, yeah. but yet all believers are called to evangelize. All, all believers are called to, to get bear witness to the truth and, and be ready to give an answer to those who want to know about the hope that you have. Right. Um, yeah. Right. 
So how do you, what, how do you, what do you make of all that? The gifts versus roles? You know, you, I think it's in Ephesians when it talks about, you know, that the goals of the church to build and to edify the church, apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers, you know, there's that, you know, and, and I believe, I believe that um, those roles, we all as the body of Christ have those different types of attributes, whether it's apostolic or prophetic or evangelistic or shepherd and teaching them. So I think it's really important that we identify those, those different roles that are useful for building and edifying the church so that we can function in that role. Like in a church, like people who shepherd and care for people, super important, but a way different gift than somebody's gift is a teaching gift who, who teaches people super important gift, radically different. Um, you know, the, the apostolic gifts, you know, those who can catalyze and make things happen out of nothing and, you know, uh, start ministries and start, you know, churches and start different things, you know, and, but, and there's no hierarchy there, but we all have a different role within the church. And we really need to identify like which one of those roles is ours so that when we gather together as a body of believers, we know where we fit. We know what our job is. We know how we serve and we build uh, and we edify people. So um, I, I've seen the roles. I recognize, you know, my different roles within the church. I see my spiritual gifting, um, the part of Jesus that he's entrusted to me, you know, to love people and to edify people with, you know, and, and I, I don't know if I did a great job of explaining the differences, but yeah, those are two different aspects that are connected but function, I think one is more for the, you know, the gathering of the saints, you see the roles and the spiritual gifting functions everywhere, everywhere you do your life at home, in the workplace, on the sports field, you know, when you're at a concert, when you're in chaos, you know, so. Well, and I, and I think, I think perhaps the sweet spot might be if you're serving in a role where you get to use your, your that, that aligns with your spiritual gifts. I mean, that would be the sweet spot, wouldn't it? Where if you got Absolutely. to serve, I mean, then it's like, it's a joy. It's a joy to serve. It's a, it's, I mean, how many times have you, you've been around the church and in ministry, how many times have you seen people that, that are pretty grouchy? I mean, they, they don't seem very happy in their, in their role, you know, right. and, and, and you wonder if they got the right seat on the bus, you know, or, or something's not right, you know, cause I don't think, I don't think he intended this to be misery serving him. I mean, it's not like it's always easy, but it's not supposed to be misery. It's supposed to be a joy in the middle of it all, you know? Right, right. And that's why I think the gifts are important within the church. You got to have people who can look over like, man, you're in the wrong spot. Let me help you get to where you need to be, yeah. where you feel yeah. feel God's wind in your sail. And you don't, you're not obligated to greet people. And you're like, oh, thank God, you know, because I hate, you know, doing this. It's like, oh. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think I think the devil, he loves to um, just try to challenge people and, and make people out of guilt and shame think they have to do this job. Oh, obligated. you just have to do it, you know, obligated, you know, and uh, and when the, it it's works so much better when they're in their gifting, when they're in and, right. you know, and, and 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 of course, abiding first <laughs> so that the spiritual gifts are empowered and then and then living it out where where your sweet spot is. So, and, and I've, and I've heard it said too, you know, like that, this dynamic that you're talking about, like if, if, and I think leadership and, you know, within the church is super important because if you don't allow people to function it in the roles, their, their God gifted roles, and then their God gifted giftings, what you end up doing, like a guy who's a teacher by trait, but you've got him, you've called him to go shepherd people. You, you, you gain a bad shepherd and you lose a good teacher. It's a double whammy. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's super important that members of the body of Christ function in their sweet spots and in their calling. And that takes time because I think in, in maybe American corporations, you're like, you 
there, you there, you got somebody who's just directing all the pieces for his plans and his purposes, but the body of Christ doesn't work like that. We really have to take the time to really understand who people are in Christ and allow them to function in their roles and in their calling and their gifting. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I do think that's why people get pretty excited when they go through the journey and all that, because they start realizing they have something to offer and they start getting excited and they, yeah. and then they, and they get yes. to use their gift in leading journey groups or also in leading other ministries that God calls them into or whatever. They all of a sudden it's like, wow, I have something to offer, you know? And so it's, that's one of the best things uh, at the end of a journey group is to see people start finding those kind of things. So. Hey, and let me just give you one other piece that, that I realized as a father and taking my, my high school boys through the journey, because yeah, I was 38 years old when I really came to terms with who I was in Christ. I'm like late to the game here. You know, like, man, this would have been helpful at 12 years old to have known this. You know what I mean? And so watching my sons go through the journey and watching them go through this process of identifying their spiritual gifting, who they are in Christ, uh, watching other people affirm them. I'm like, it gives kids a heads up to start the process at 13 and 14 and 15 and 16 years old to begin identifying their gifting and understanding who they are in Christ so they can know how to apply themselves in the world around them and in the church of Christ. I'm like, man, I think it's so important for us as parents to shepherd our children in that way so they can understand their identity at an early age. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, brother, I think our time is up, and uh, but I appreciate you chatting with me on this, and uh, we'll oh, keep. So I'm, good. I'm gonna, I got a couple more uh, weeks of uh, talking about spiritual gifts, so we'll get a few other perspectives on that, which is cool. So, uh, anyway, yeah. well, thank you for all you do out there in Tehachapi and Bakersfield, and love to see all the fruit that's happening out there, and all the men and women set free, and a lot of great things happening out there. So, okay. Hey, Brian, and I want to say thank you too, man, for orchestrating all of this. Cause I'm like, man, the content that you're collecting and broadcasting, it's like evangelistic tools. That's going to go through the internet and the airwaves and touch people's heart and draw them closer to Jesus. And I know it's a lot of work to do what you do, but man, thank you, Brian, for organizing and administering it because man, I feel like this is going to reach so many people, man. So thanks for doing what you do, awesome. Brian. Yeah. Thank you, brother. This is the Influencers Network podcast. And uh, again, uh, we we post all these on our website. You can find them all under resources and podcasts. And we've I think we've got over 200 uh, episodes of our podcast, maybe maybe close to 300. I'm not sure. A lot of them are interviews with Rocky and all, all sorts of great guests. So, so go check those out. And you can also check them out wherever you stream your podcasts on uh, Spotify or Apple or wherever. So anyway, but anyway, uh, it's been, been a joy to have my, uh, my guest, Henry Schaefer, the regional director for, from Tehachapi and in the Bakersfield region out there in California. But uh, my name is Brian Craig and I'm executive director for Influencers Global Ministries. I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.